Hey guys, welcome to the Let It Ride podcast. We have a unique episode this week. Uh, In the past, we have been more geared towards the gambling side of football and the roster construction, team outlook, stuff like that. This week, we dove headfirst into fantasy. In the past, we've just touched on fantasy towards the end of the pod. This week, it is all fantasy. We live casted a mock draft And I gave out tips and advice along the way to help you with your fantasy draft. So if this is something you enjoy, let me know and I can be sure to put out more fantasy content in the future. I got the idea listening to the Losing Sucks podcast, a podcast that I just discovered. Some guys that have a great rapport with each other and put out a really good product. So if you enjoy this podcast and podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Losing Sucks on Apple Podcasts. So let's get to the mock draft. This is a standard scoring non-PPR 10-team mock draft. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast. Coming to you on a Friday afternoon just six days away from the start of the NFL season. And that means draft season is heating up. It is in full swing. And we're going to do a mock draft live here on the podcast and give you some tips to look out for as you go through your own draft. And my draft room has just opened up. Typically, mock draft rooms open up uh, two and a half minutes before the draft begins. However, if you're doing a real draft, it will open up an hour before. And tip number one is to use that hour. Get into your draft room early and set your queue. The reason you want to set your queue, it's two reasons really. Number one In case you get disconnected, you don't want to take guys who are low on your board or that ESPN just has them high. And in absolute worst case scenario, if you say you drafted back in August and uh, Cam Akers was hurt but still listed high on the draft board on ESPN for a couple days afterwards, if you get a guy who's out for the season with your second or third pick, that's a really bad way to start your draft. So setting your queue will eliminate that. And it also helps you when the clock is running low. If there's 15 seconds left and you don't know who to pick and you're just going to panic and pick the guy that's on the top of the ESPN rankings, you might not need that guy or like that guy. Whereas if you set your queue, you remember that, oh yeah, Mike Davis is still down there. He just wasn't on the, like right in front of my face because he's 12 picks down because ESPN has them ranked incredibly too low. Uh, it's things like that to look out for. So my draft room has opened. I've set my queue. Now I can generally, as, as I'm picking seven, I can generally skip <laughs> the top three guys. Uh, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, uh, in inverse order, 3-2-1, McCaffrey going first. Those guys aren't falling to me. I'm not going to waste time setting them in my queue. But if Alvin Kamara were to fall to me, I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened often, but I am absolutely... Jumping on him as soon as I can. Uh, next on my list would be Devontae Adams, Ezekiel Elliott. I go back and forth between them. And another reason, which brings me to my next point, the reason you want to mock draft in the first place. You want to see what happens when you take, oh, what if I go running back, running back, first round, second round? How does my team turn out? What do my receivers look like? Oh, what happens if I go receiver in the first round? Am I able to grab running backs later on? Doing mock drafts will help you with that. It'll help you plan your draft out a little bit better. The main thing with fantasy football is to have fun, obviously, but you want to win too. You want to have those bragging rights among your friends. So listen to these tips will help you in that way. The draft is getting ready to begin here in 10 seconds. Um, I am picking at seven, as I said, and my cue is set and I am ready. So Christian McCaffrey is in all likelihood going to go number one. You can pretty much expect that in every mock draft, real draft, PPR, half PPR. He's going number one. He should be the number one pick. Dalvin Cook, also should be number two. 
Derrick Henry, number three is where you get some pushback. I personally like Alvin Kamara. He gives you a lot more passing down work. Derrick Henry had as good of a season as he could possibly have last year, over 2,000 yards. That is the peak of what he's going to bring you. And in half PPR formats, he was still running back three. So that is his absolute peak. He doesn't catch passes, which is why I have Alvin Kamara a little bit ahead of him. In standard leagues, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking Henry. And Henry has gone at number three. So at number seven, I, as I said, I am really hoping to get Devontae Adams or Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Alvin Kamara could fall to me. I've seen it happen, but not likely. If the next three picks are Kamara, Adams, Elliott, then I'm stuck choosing between Travis Kelsey and Saquon Barkley. As we get closer to week one, we will be finding out news on Saquon Barkley. If he's starting in week one, I think he is the lock-it-in pick there. Uh, if he, there are any concerns, uh, Travis Kelsey will be the pick. But again, hoping for uh, Elliott or Adams. And it looks like the guy at number four just happened, just joined a mock and is going to let it time out. So he's probably going to take Kamara here. And that has happened. He's taking Kamara. So still hoping for Adams or Elliott at this point. And if you do go receiver in the first round, make sure you go running back in the next pick. You do not want to get out of any mock draft, no matter where you're picking. Uh, the zero RP approach is asinine to me. I've never seen it work. So uh, Zuki Elliott has gone. Saquon Barkley is the best guy on the board. I, however, am going to take Devontae Adams here at number seven with Elliott going number six. Listen, the top six running backs have all gone. The top six that I like are all gone. I have no problem grabbing the best receiver here. You want to give yourself an advantage at a position when you can. So if you're taking uh, picking late in the first round, taking receiver is not a bad way to go. Like I said, just make sure you do grab a running back uh, when it comes back around to you in the second round. Then in the third round, we'll get to that a little bit when the pick actually does fall to me, and we'll see what happens. If you're picking at the, in the middle of the third round and Darren Waller's on your board, take him immediately. You're getting Travis Kelsey-esque production in the third round, not having to spend that first round premium on a guy. So the first round is wrapping up and uh, Saquon Barkley has gone at number eight, Nick Chubb at number nine. Travis Kelsey still on the board at number 10. So at this is the point where I would consider taking a guy like Kelsey at the back, very back end of the first or the top end of the second. If he falls to me, in the second round with the fourth pick, I know I literally just said not to pass up a running back. This is the one situation where I would pass up a running back is if Travis Kelsey falls to me with the 14th pick. So Aaron Jones is just going at number 10. And if, if this were me, to, if I'm picking at 10, I'm taking Aaron Jones and I'm taking Antonio Gibson and I'm just having my running back set and laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, he going, went a different direction and took Austin Eckler. Also not a bad pick. Austin Eckler got... 10 or more targets in six of the 10 games he played last year and still got plenty of running work also. So Austin Eckler is being underrated on the ESPN platform. So I am now on the clock and Antonio Gibson, who I generally eye up with my first, with my second pick has gone. So I'm choosing between Tyreek Hill and Najee Harris. A lot of times I'm choosing between Eckler and Harris at this point. Or, and if I went running back in the first round, I might consider Hill. However, I do not want to get out of these first two rounds without a running back. So I'm going to grab Najee Harris. Nothing to sneeze at as your number one back. He's going to get 85 to 90% of the snaps in that Steelers offense. There's nobody else for him to compete with. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, might have scared people off rookie running backs last year. This is a completely different situation. This is a bigger guy. He's going to be up for that 
uh, workload he's going to get with the Steelers and with Ben Roethlisberger work uh, aging you can definitely count on uh, that Steelers run game having an uptick this year don't be scared off at all uh, from last year with them not running the ball they just didn't have the talent in the backfield all respect due to James Conner but at this this point in his career uh, he's not what he once was the year that he filled in admirably for Le'Veon Bell so here in the third uh, the third round is getting ready to begin here um, we still have those two tight ends that I talked about on the board, George Kittle and Darren Waller. I am really hoping for one of them to fall to me at number seven. I do not like the running backs uh, in this range. I'm not really too excited about Edwards Alaire. I'm not too excited about David Montgomery, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs. So I'm definitely going receiver or tight end at this point, which is why I didn't consider Tyreek Hill in the second round because I'm not taking a running back here. I don't want one of these third-round running backs to be my number one running back. So as much as I like Tyreek Hill, and as cool as it would be to have Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill on your team, I just am not high enough on these third-round running backs to, ju- to justify making that pick. And I'm perfectly happy with having a C.D. Lamb or a Terry McLaurin as my number two receiver or grabbing one of these top-tier tight ends if they fall to me. And just as I say that, Darren Waller has gone here at the, with the third pick in the third round so he is off the board so I'm looking at George Kittle I'm looking at CeeDee Lamb I am looking at Terry McLaurin if all of those guys happen to go then I'm going to be looking at guys like Mike Evans like Allen Robinson who I'm not as high on Uh, Mike Evans an unbelievable talent but with this draft position and with two other stud receivers on the team I really don't think he's worth taking this high the receiver I want in this in that offense is actually Antonio Brown not because he's going to have more production than Godwin or than Evans just because I think at his ADP, he is the best value. I think you're going to get similar production from him. He has an offseason to work with Tom Brady. These guys have wanted to work together forever, and it didn't work out with the Patriots last year. There was no offseason. Antonio Brown joined midseason. They didn't get that offseason together anyway. This year, they get a full offseason to work together, and I think he is going to have a stellar season. For that reason, I'm not taking guys uh, like Evans this high. So the gentleman in front of me just reached for Miles Gaskins, and yeah, it's a reach on the website, but again, like I said, these third-round running backs, I don't like them very much. If I was going to reach for a running back here, it wouldn't have been Gaskins. It would have been Chris Carson, but this gentleman was higher on Gaskin, and that brings me to another point. Do not be afraid to reach for your guy just because the platform you're drafting on might have him ranked lower. That doesn't mean it's a bad pick for you to take him, If especially if you were looking at the draft, and that guy's not going to come back around to you. A lot of times... You can look at a guy and say, like, I really like Mike Davis this year, but I'm not going to reach and take him at a point, like at this point in the draft because he's going to come back around to me. So the pick has come to me now, and on the board are Terry McLaurin, Clyde Rivers-Alaire, and CeeDee Lamb. I am all over CeeDee Lamb this year. I've been all over him on previous podcasts back in, uh, in July. I said that CeeDee Lamb is the receiver you want in the Cowboys offense over Amari Cooper. Uh, the rest of the fantasy football community has caught up at this point, and now I think CeeDee Lamb is being drafted Pretty much where he should be drafted. If you were drafting earlier on, you could have got him at a discount. But I'm going to take him here with the seventh pick in the third round. And my wide receivers are set. I have C.D. Lamb, who I think could be a top five wide receiver this year. I have Devontae Adams, who is pretty much with health, is guaranteed to be a top three receiver. And this is another reason, you like, like like I said before, this is why you mock. I have gone running back, running back in most of my mocks. I did a little bit of a switch up here and went heavy on receiver early, and I'm just going to see how my team turns out. I've really liked my team when I went running back, running back. We'll see how I like my team when it goes this way. Now, we're not going to go through the entire 
draft, I would be on here for about an hour if I did that. And as you guys know, most of my podcasts are about 30 minutes or less. So we're going to try to stick to that. I'm going to go through probably the first 10 picks. I'll get the starters out of the way and a couple bench players just to give you guys an idea of how a draft is going to go. So the pick is coming back around to me here at number four. And this is where I'm going to take my second running back. I'm really hoping Chris Carson falls to me here. Uh, He's listed at number 37 on the board, and I'm picking 34, so it's likely that he will fall to me, and he has fallen to me. There are a couple of guys ahead of him, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, David Montgomery, who I'm not high on, Mike Evans. I already have receivers. I'm not interested in taking a receiver here. I definitely want to get my running backs out of the way. So I'm going to take Chris Carson here at number 34, and my running backs are set. So now I'm looking at taking tight end with my next pick. I, di- I didn't get Waller or Kittle. A lot of times they will fall to me at the back end of that third round, as I was talking about before. That has not happened here. So I'm looking to take a tight end with my next pick, whether it's Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, or Kyle Pitts. I want to get out of this draft with one of those guys. And if the worst-case scenario that doesn't happen, I'm taking tight end with my second-to-last pick or maybe last pick at this point because if you don't get one of those top six guys, you're pretty much just taking a flyer. Uh, You're going to be at a disadvantage at the position all season. You really don't want to be there, but if you are, don't waste a uh, seventh, eighth round pick on a guy uh, that pretty much you're just taking a flyer on. A lot of guys are higher on uh, maybe a a Tyler Higbee or Logan Thomas. I am personally not as high on those guys, especially with Logan Thomas. I think he is a stellar talent, but I think you have uh, Gibson and McLaurin already in that offense, and they're going to put up huge numbers. I'm not sure there's enough to go around. Uh, the Redskins, excuse me, the football team's offense isn't going to be dynamic enough, I don't think, to support three fantasy-relevant players. So I'm lower on Logan Thomas than most. So for that reason, I'm really hoping that one of these tight ends falls to me here. They're lower on the board, so it's likely that they will. So the fifth round has just started, um, and those tight ends I talked about are ranked at 60, 61, and 62, and I'll be picking at 47. So it could be looked at as a reach, but again, like as I said before, know who you want. Don't be afraid to reach for him. Uh, a lot of times at this point in mocks, people will just go on auto draft, and instead of putting themselves on auto draft, they'll just wait for their pick to time out, and you're sitting here for a while. And some people just take it way too seriously. It's a mock draft. Uh, they'll take the full 45 seconds just because. In your real draft, absolutely take all the time you need. And again, remember to set your cue so that when you are up against the clock, you have a better idea of who to take. So the pick is two picks away from me now, and it looks like I will have my choice of any of those three tight ends. It looks like they're all going to fall here. And I've gone back and forth with Hawkinson, Andrews, and Pitts. Um, I was initially a much higher on Pitts. Then I started hearing about a rookie tight ends, a lot of the fantasy podcast that I listen to have been down on, not down on Pitts, but like just saying to be wary of rookie tight ends. But then when you think about it, Pitts doesn't really get asked to block like a normal tight end. Maybe I think that rookie tight ends tend to struggle because they are tasked with blocking and receiving. Pitts is not going to be tasked with any of that. So I am not afraid to take him here at number 47. I could lean Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is going to be one of the only tight ends in the league, who was the number one option on his team, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, and maybe George Kittle, the only other guys you could say that about. And as I'm saying that, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to take Mark Andrews at number 47 rather than Kyle Pitts, rather than TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is probably the most talented. He's like George Kittle light. 
he can block, he can do all that, but he's also on quite possibly the worst offense in football. So steering clear of the Lions if I can. Now, if I'm in a draft where the first five tight ends go and I can take Hawkinson, I'm not hesitating to take him. Just in this tier of tight ends, I have him ranked last. So at this point in the sixth round, I could go quarterback, but I am not really as high on Kyler Murray as I have been in the past. Dak Prescott, as a Cowboys fan, would love to have him, but his the, the shoulder thing does scare me, and he's also just gone, so I'm not able to take him. So I'm going to take my flex player at this point. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that I am really high on, and he is still on the board here at the 54th pick. He's rated 45 on ESPN. He's rated even higher on my own board. He is one of my guys that I really want, so I am going to take Brandon Ayuk here with my sixth pick. And just as a summary of who I've taken so far, we started out the draft taking Devontae Adams at number seven, turned around and grabbed Najee Harris at the top of the second round with pick number 14. Grab CeeDee Lamb at 27, Chris Carson at 34, Mark Andrews at 47, and our flex player is going to be Brandon Ayuk. We picked him up at 54. Now, I am have all of my starters picked at this point, and if one of the quarterbacks that I really like falls to me, I will take them. However, I am not afraid to wait on quarterback. I am not afraid to grab a guy like Justin Herbert uh, or Russell Wilson later in the draft if a bench player falls to me that I like. I'm looking at a... Uh, Jerry Judy is a guy that I really like. Mike Davis is a guy that I'm absolutely in love with this year. If Mike Davis falls to me here at the 67th pick, I will pass on quarterback. So that's what we're hoping for. I'm taking him over uh, Lamar Jackson, over uh, guys like Justin. Now, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson should both be there when it comes back around to me at the 74th pick at the top of the eighth round. So I'm not afraid to grab Mike Davis here, shore up my bench. And then it also gives me the option to flex a receiver, or a running back. I have three of each that I really like. So as I've gone through this mock, it's showing me basically that, hey, it's not a bad thing to take receiver in the first round. I'm still really liking the layout of my team. I still have three running backs that I really like, and I am loaded at receiver with Lamb and with Devontae Adams. So again, this is why you mock. I've been thinking, oh, I have to go running back, running back. Now I'm thinking, maybe not so. Maybe I can take a guy like Devontae Adams in the first round, or I can go Elliott in the first round and then grab a guy like Hill in the second and then still have running backs that I like later on in the draft. So again, this is 100% why you mock. And as I thought, uh, my quarterback has fallen to me. Russell Wilson is available here at 74. Uh, Shockingly, Justin Herbert actually went before Russell Wilson. I think that's a little bit crazy. I like both guys. I'm willing to take either one of them here at 74. As it is, Russell Wilson's the one that has fallen to me. He's the guy that I'm going to take. So we're going to go through a couple more picks. We have our starting lineup. We're pretty happy with it. We have Devontae Adams and CeeDee Lamb at receiver. We have Najee Harris, Chris Carson at running back. We have our choice of flex guys between Brandon Ayuk and Mike Davis, guys that I'm very high on. Uh, Russell Wilson as our starting quarterback. If he finds the form that he had at the beginning of last season, this is a stacked team. We are very happy with it. We're just going to walk through a couple more picks just to talk about some guys you could pick up later in your draft. Uh, we talked about Antonio Brown a little bit earlier. He is a guy that I am targeting at the back end of like a round nine or round 10. Uh, he's going at the same, in the same range as a Curtis Samuel, as a Jarvis Landry. I think Antonio Brown has much more upside than any of those guys. He's had the, he has the pedigree. I think he has more upside than his cousin, Hollywood Brown, who's, go, who's rated eight guys, eight slots ahead of him. Again, brings me back to that point I made before. Do not treat these ESPN ratings like they are gospel. Have your own ratings. Have your cue. Don't forget about guys that are further down on the list because 
you don't want to end up looking at your team and it's just like, oh man, like I took this guy because he was the top rated dude. Brandon Cooks, like he's going to be stuck on that Houston offense. He might have a great season, but do you really want to watch <laughs> Texans games? <laughs> like, I, I don't think so. But so we're waiting here for our pick. It is the back end of the eighth round. We are picking at seventh in the ninth round. And we're, like I said, we're looking at guys like if Antonio Brown falls to me with that pick, I'd be more than happy to take him. Uh, a couple more guys that you could be on the lookout for. Uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, we talked about Brandon Ayuk before. Debo Samuel is probably going to be the third option in this passing offense. I'm not as high on him. Tyler Boyd is a guy going right behind him that I am a little bit higher on. I think that Cincinnati offense is going to be throwing a lot. They're going to be behind a lot. Uh, you don't really have the running game that you have in San Francisco, so it you can support more receivers when you, when you have that garbage time that Cincinnati Bengals are going to have. Uh, Mike Williams, another guy right there behind Tyler Boyd that I'm pretty high on this year. I'm in love with Justin Herbert. I think that Chargers offense is going to be pretty dynamic this year. I talked about Eckler a little bit. Uh, you still have Keenan Allen there. Mike Williams is going to be the third option on that offense, but it's going to be a very good offense. Not like the football team offense we talked about where Logan Thomas is going to be the third option. That offense can't really support three fantasy-relevant players. I think this Chargers offense is going to be able to, especially with the revamped offensive line uh, that they are coming back with this season. They really address those needs uh, in free agency and the draft. We, we talked about that on previous podcasts, how in love with the Chargers we are, so I'm going to digress from that a little bit. We are at the top of round nine. The top guys left on the board are Devontae Smith, who could have a stellar season this year if he is able to come back from the injury he sustained in the offseason. Uh, Corey Davis with the Jets. Might not be a sexy name, but he is the best skill player on the Jets, and having the best skill player on any team is never bad, uh, unless it's the Texans. <laughs> We're not going to get into any more Texans talk with this one. So Corey Davis has not fallen to me. He went the pick before me. So at this point, I am picking between a couple guys I talked about. I talked about Marquise Brown. I talked about Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams. I could grab Michael Thomas here and stash him on my bench and have a number one receiver later on. However, I like my receivers. Um, if you had waited on receiver and you're not crazy about your starter, maybe not a bad pick to just stash that guy and plug him in as a wide receiver one later on in the year. I'm going to take Antonio Brown, as I talked about before. He is the guy that I want in this Bucks offense. I'm able to grab him here in round nine as opposed to reaching, or not really reaching, as opposed to taking a guy like Evans in the third round or Godwin in the fifth or sixth round. I'm grabbing a guy that I had that – Still has the upside of that offense, but I'm getting him six rounds later. So Antonio Brown is the guy that I'm looking at in that Bucks offense. And I, I'm going to wrap this podcast up with my 10th pick that's getting ready to come back around to me here. And I've taken four receivers. I've, I've got my, all my starters. I've taken a, a bench receiver. And I'm, I, want, I really want to take a bench running back at this point. And I'm looking at guys like Leonard Fournette. Uh, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, A.J. Dillon. I'm not really high on any of those guys. Leonard Fournette uh, really flashed in the playoffs last year because Ronald Jones really wasn't right. I think Ronald Jones is going to get most of the first and second down work for the Buccaneers. So I am not as high on Leonard Fournette as a lot of people are. And somebody else in this draft, excuse me, no, Ronald Jones is still there. And we're going to take Ronald Jones. Look out for Ronald Jones this year. Like I said, he is going to be the early down back for this Buccaneers offense. And the third down work is going to go to Giovanni Bernard. That's another guy to look out for. If you're with your last pick, take a flyer on a guy like Giovanni Bernard. If you remember what James White used to do with Tom Brady in New England, Giovanni Bernard was recruited by Tom Brady basically to be James White. So 
Tom Brady reached out to him personally to bring him on the team. He's looking to be utilized in this offense. Giovanni Bernard, just somebody to look out for. And it's also bringing me down a little bit on Leonard Fournette. He's not going to be with Ronald Jones getting that early down work. And Giovanni Bernard in the mix. I think Leonard Fournette takes a back seat in this Bucks offense and is not somebody that you should be looking to draft. So that is going to do it. Um, we just wanted to go through those 10 picks. We're going to go on auto-draft now. We're not going to be rude like a lot of people and time everybody out. We're going to <laughs> exit the draft and go on auto. So, guys, uh, this is a little bit unique. A lot of uhs in here. Uh, hopefully not too much dead space. <laughs> I was able to give the tips out that I wanted to. And thank you guys for listening. And if you like this, let me know. I will do more things like this. I am actually hoping to live cast my own draft, which is coming on Monday, and I'm actually going to have my first ever guest on the podcast, going to be my best friend, Jesse, who is a sports nut like myself and is in the league with me. So we're going to be able to talk through this draft together. Uh, We are not going to give each other information that is going to be helpful. So I'm not going to say, hey, don't take this guy because I'm going to take him. We are solely going to talk about, in any snake draft, he's going to have two picks before I have another one. So we are going to be able to say, hey, I'm looking at this guy, I'm looking at that guy, I'm hoping he falls to me, rather than helping each other out. I don't want to give any competitive advantage to us. I don't want to have, I'm the commissioner of my league. It could get a little messy. So that is going to do it, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.